On today's podcast, we'll be talking about how to be a perpetual motion machine without exercising. And I've got a guest on today, and we're going to give you all the details on just how to do that. We all face challenges, crucibles in life that make us or break us, and our health is often the biggest crucible we will face. This podcast is designed to help you achieve your health goals through simple, strategic, and proven methods. In every episode, we'll learn about how to overcome your health crucibles and live your best life. Hello, everybody. I'm Mary Lee Aitenhan coming to you live from the Diva Den Studios here in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast, Crucible. Today's podcast is going to be about how to become a perpetual motion machine by not exercising. And we're going to go through and explain the benefits of NEAT or non-exercise activity thermogenesis, how to implement the successes and what those are, and how to move forward right now with activity to better your health. But first, I'd like to introduce my guest on Crucible, Bill Perry. I have known Bill Perry my entire life because he is my big brother, and I do remember that the story that you dropped me on my head. So anyway, any confusion, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to blame on that, but I've known Bill my entire life and he's a great guy. He's a husband to Tammy and he has three beautiful sons, Randy Reed and Rourke, three beautiful daughter-in-laws, Kristen, Emma <clears throat> and Kim, excuse me. And a three, he's in into threes apparently and <laughs> three beautiful grandchildren, Megan Sloan and Sean. So he spent the majority of his life as um, a professional truck driver and semi-retired. He's moved to Tennessee here and owns a huge acreage. And last weekend, we got to go see him be ordained as a deacon in his church. So welcome, Bill. We're so glad to have you. Well, I'm super glad to be here, Mary Lee. And thank you for including me on your podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it myself, and I'm, a, I'm just super excited to be part of it. Oh, well, good. And you're such a great guy. And I appreciate you being willing to jump on. And um, I know you've got a lot going on today. So thank you for rearranging your schedule. It's super, super sweet. So we're going to just jump right in. And according to Dr. Anderson's Habits of Health book, um, here are some staggering stats for you, Bill. 60% of America of Americans get no regular exercise. 25% yeah. get absolutely nothing and 50% that start a program end up quitting within a year, and 90% of all that equipment and exercise, you know, things that people buy, um, usually get, you know, either put in storage, left where they were, um, or they go to a sports store to resell them. So how on earth do we add activity in our lives? You know, we want to be successful, and it's, it, you know, honestly, the truth is most people after they reach a healthy weight, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, it's likely that they're not going to be successful if they start an exercise program. So how do we add activity into our lives? Well, it's all about mindset. You have to mm -hmm. change yeah. from I have to, to this is self-care. It's a growth mindset. You have to be, you have to be intentional. You have to have, um, you can't, it just doesn't happen by accident. You have to mindfully and intentionally do things. Yeah. 
I'd agree 100% with that. And after you make the decision, then actually, you know, act on it and implement it. Because yes. I think a lot of us have good intentions. Oh, I'm going to go work out tomorrow or I'll go to the gym tomorrow after da, da, da. And then they never get there. So right. um, <clears throat> one of the things I read in Atomic Habits was how to build the habit of, for instance, if you want to do something formal exercise, he suggested that you just drive to the gym and get out, either walk in and then go home and do that for several days, you know, to build that habit. And then eventually, you know, you go in and you want to, to work out. But anyway, um, Atomic Habits is a great book. So, but I want to um, jump into adding, you know, non-exercise activity, because these are things that are realistic, especially for our clients that come to us and, you know, have a large amount of weight to lose. And by that, I mean, anywhere from 50 to hundred pounds. So, you know, we can, I lost all of my weight without even exercising in the three months that I was on our program and lost 32 pounds, which is pretty unheard of. And up until then I would, you know, run six miles every day and try to burn off maybe two or 300 calories. And it, it just never worked. <laughs> so, um, but there are a lot of benefits of non-exercise activities. And I'm just going to go through those first. And I know you've got a good story to share um, from your own life experience. So, but exercising helps prevent heart disease, strokes, diabetes, other chronic diseases. It boosts your mood. It lowers your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It reduces stress. It strengthens your muscles, bones, and joints, which is, as you get older, very super important. <laughs> yeah. It improves your metabolism and that's what we want. And it increases energy. Um, it strengthens your immune system and decreases inflammation both in your blood and your body, which I thought was really interesting because you don't think of your blood being inflamed or your blood vessels, but the, you know, the vessels in our heart, you know, that's what causes a lot of strokes, heart attacks, et cetera. Um, and I am no expert in, in anything. <laughs> I'm no, you know, I'm a vocal music major. That's my education. And I'm my master's in, um, teaching in education. So, you know, Bill and I are just coming to you today to share our experiences with what we've noticed with our clients. So, um, but exercise also helps with depression and mm -hmm. it increases the bone density and helps prevent osteoporosis, which for women is, you know, is a huge thing. So, um, why don't you share your story? Cause I think this is really fascinating and, and has been a, a huge motivator, I think in both of our lives and, and even our sister's lives. So, Right, right. Well, I had, uh, I've always been active and I, I mm -hmm. found a sport that I liked uh, participating in, the Highland Games, which is, if you've ever seen it on TV, it's the, uh, you see a guy throw a telephone pole. That's usually what right. people uh, say. They call it a caber, but it's like the, the, the field part of track and field. So I, I would exercise and lift weights and prepare for those games doing, you know, um, heavy lifting and things like flipping the tire and, and like that. Yeah. Like um, a huge tire. No, it's like a tractor tire. Is that right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You, you've seen <laughs> those kind of things, uh, on TV, uh, doing extreme things. And I was in pretty good shape. I could, yeah. uh, I weighed. 200 pounds, 217 pounds when I started the mm -hmm. program, but I could lift 400 pounds off the ground. Yeah. Which for a guy in his 50s was pretty good. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. But all of that did not keep me from having a heart attack because I, I was, while I was in fairly good shape, I was in bad aerobic shape and, um, I hadn't been eating correctly for years and years and years and years. And so that had clogged up my arteries. Yeah. So after that, I wanted to find something that would improve my health and uh, allow me to live a long and fruitful life. And having watched Mary Lee and Kevin lose a lot Mm -hmm. of weight and keep it off. And that was one of my goals, too. I didn't want to yo-yo. I didn't want to go up and down and up and down. I wanted to find something that would take the weight off and keep it off because there's there's a lot to the BMI, having uh, a high BMI that yes. that causes a lot of internal problems with your organs and your heart and your liver and, and everything like that. So got started on this program and the hardest part for me was they said, well, you've got to, you got to quit exercising and just let, <laughs> just let the program work. Yeah. And I was like, are, you know, are you crazy? Yeah, but, I know. Everybody says that. <laughs> right. But it, it worked for me. I've, I've lost about 50 pounds and mm-hmm. feel great. I'm wearing the same size pants that I wore when I was in high school. Which yeah, that's awesome. I never thought would happen. Right. And you're six foot and your waist size is what? 32. Yeah. Or 30, depending, you know, depending on the, on the, the store the, brand. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so it, it feels great. And um, then adding in the neat, the non exercise uh, thermogenesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, um, that's one way to help. Uh, keep my body fit and keep my metabolism turned on. Yeah. And I'd agree. And I think you kind of blew over your whole heart attack thing. And I was teaching at that point and you had had your heart attack and my sister didn't call me. Um, She was there at the hospital with Bill, but she didn't want to freak me out. And she knew I'd completely freak out because Bill had a widow maker, which means that his you know, main artery to his heart, I don't forget, was it 98% blocked or? Yes. So had you not gone to the hospital, you would not be here today. And that, that was such a wake up moment for me to say, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my health? Yeah. So Bill, you've done an amazing job and you, you look great and you've, you've always exercised. I've always thought of you as being in shape, in shape and lean, you know, and for the majority of my life, I really have tried to do the same, you know, and would run, you know, um, walk summers. I was able to do more cause I had more free time, you know, and that was always great. Um, but you know, um, life does catch up with us and sometimes our bodies, you know, they slow down or, or whatever, or we have these issues that we can't see. And that's, you know, the scariest part, but weight is something that you can control and you can make a decision to, you know, to better yourself, at least put yourself in the, the lane of, all right, if something happens to me at this point, it's genetics and it's not because I've been abusing my body or I'm just eating whatever I want to eat, you know, which everybody thinks is freedom and it's really actually bondage, (laughs) you know? And, um, so we do have that choice and that decision that we can make. Um, I wanted to share just a little bit about my, my latest client and her name's Anna and she is from Fiji 
and she's got a very interesting accent and um, she lives in Colorado and she's been in the U.S. for 30 years. So when she moved to the U.S., she said she was thin. She um, ate only vegetables and fruit and she walked everywhere. They didn't have a car. So she comes to America. She marries a guy, comes here and uh, adopts all the American ways the way that we eat, the food that we eat. And all of a sudden she's driving everywhere. And sure enough, she said that first year she put on 50 to 60 pounds. She's trying at this point to lose probably over a hundred. So that's our goal. And you know, she, she makes no excuses, but I just thought it, it just broke my heart because it's like, you know, I would like to be the country where people could come to and eat healthy and, you know, exercise <laughs> and not, you know, go the opposite direction. But anyway, um, it's it's been a, a real struggle for her, you know, and a struggle for her self-esteem as well. So um, but anyway, we're on we're on the road to fitness now and she's doing fantastic. So um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, like, how do we weave this into everyday life and find those nooks and crannies, you know, within our days, the white spots, you know, on our calendars. Right. Um, anyway, I'm going to, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I don't want to put you on the spot, but. Um, a lot of it is just um, thinking, you know, thinking about what you're doing. Uh, a simple thing is where you park your car. You know, it, it, I always laugh at the people who are going to the gym and they circle the gym nine times to find a parking spot that's right in front of the door to go yeah. in and work out. <laughs> oh, for it's sure. Like, and so my wife and I, Tammy and I, have always, always done that. We've always parked farther out in the lot. And one of the advantages to that is the farther out in the lot you park, the fewer door dings you get. So yeah, that's park true. Long ways out and uh, walk into the store. That's just one of the things that you can do. Yeah, that's great, and and that's simple because that's yeah. not you know okay. I'm going to exercise for you know an extra sixty seconds or two minutes right now. You know, it right. just magically you know comes with your day. So we're going to talk about the six S's, and this is according to Dr. Anderson as well. And this is one of the things that I've learned after now. I've gotten to my ideal weight. How do I stay there? You know, um, right. but this, he, he quotes the six S's as stance, standing, strolling, stairs, Samba, which I thought, what on earth does he mean by that? And then switch. So um, just adding one of these or all of these to your daily life can help you burn calories, build your muscles, increase your energy expenditure and a whole lot of other health benefits. So I highly encourage you to get, before we talk about this, and if you are serious about about adding activity, to get a fitness tracker, and I didn't wear my iWatch, but anyway, <laughs> that's what I've gone from. I went started with the, you know, like a pedometer thing at school, we got those free one year. I thought, oh, this is really big gift, you know, probably cost two cents, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and then I got a Fitbit, and then I graduated to my iWatch, but, I use that, my fitness pal, and I'm going to put a promo out there for them. I love, um, you can record just about everything on there and your iWatch will sync to it as well as there's many other, you know, things you don't have to have an iWatch. So, but stance is one thing that 
I wanted to share because this is something that um, I have a personal trainer. She lives across my driveway. How convenient is that? And she's got her degree in physical, you know, um, training. And I'm not sure what all she's got two degrees. Um, but that doesn't mean anything if if the people don't, you know, can't help you very well. But she's always on me about my core because I've spent the majority of my life as a music teacher bending over my stand. My shoulders are up so I can conduct, you know, and I'm literally, you know, like hovered like this. And of course, then I'm breathing from my diaphragm, which means my stomach's going in and out, you know. And so she's always, okay, roll your shoulders back, which is one of the things we always worked on in show choir. So the kids would breathe better, you know, and if my shoulders at resting or at 12, then I want to think like a clock. I'm going to roll them to one and then to two so that my chest is up. And when your chest is up, then you're able to breathe, you know, from your diaphragm. Of course, you know all this because you're a singer, um, but it also aligns your back, you know, your ribs and your abs. And then, and it's like that on every single rep. And she'll like, no, do it over because you, you know, you're, sticking your stomach out because I'm breathing from my diaphragm and you have to do, you know, intercostal breathing anytime you're doing any kind of um, athletic sports or anything. So you breathe, you know, from your upper chest. And, um, but our goal um, or micro habit, I should say, is 30 minutes of having a core position every day. So as you're standing, thinking of standing, you know, in that perfect alignment for 30 minutes or a target goal, you can use a balance ball and, I have a, Kevin has a lot of people at work that do that. And um, I think that's a great idea. So anyway, why don't you go ahead and go on then with. The second, the the second one is standing. Um, we we're a sedentary society. We have a whole bunch of um, wonderful soft chairs and standing, just the act of standing can increase your metabolism and help with your body, your, your body mechanics. Uh, goal is to add two hours of standing a day. That sounds like a lot, but just a few minutes at a time can really make a big difference. Uh, standing several times an hour has great benefits. And this is one of the things when you start out and you're overweight, just standing up with that extra weight helps, right. build, helps build muscle. So, right. It's an actual advantage at that point because you've right. got, exactly. you know, exactly. which is, which is a great way to start, right? Right. It's a great way to start. And you think about it, it's like carrying a backpack around. You know, if yeah. you're carrying it <laughs> on your front and your back, at least for me, that's how it's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, you know, there are several things you can do. If you, if you work at a desk, you know, mm -hmm. if you can get one of those standing desks, um, yeah. those are fantastic. I, I've never worked at a desk, but. Uh, have worked with people who do, and th they really, uh, once they get used to doing it, they they find at the end of the day, they're less tired and less yeah. sore and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Standing while you're talking on the phone, or if you have something short to read, walking around the room reading, uh, standing up yeah. and going over to going over to talk to somebody at the, the next workstation or um, or somebody at home, you know, instead of yelling from room to room, get up and go see them. Yeah. <laughs> I know it and, sounds simple, but right. But you're right. And, These and, are all it is simple. It is simple. It's yeah. just, you just have to be mindful and want to do it. Yeah, and exactly. 
Um, reading emails, you know, you can change the font on your computer and, and if I have to scroll through my emails, well then scroll through them that way. So that's one of the things you can do. Yeah, several things. In fact, those were great suggestions. And even standing 10 minutes a day, I would, I would say start small. That's right. something attainable, you know. Um, and my watch goes off every time that I need to stand up because I've, you know, I am now at the desk, you know, for the majority of my day. And um, so I like to get out of my house because I love to be outside and I'll take our dog and take her for a little walk. That's a quarter of a mile just around our cul-de-sac. Or we go out in the back and I, you know, do whatever I'm, you know, watering my plants or making sure that the pools, we have this basin at the bottom that goes into our waterfall and making sure that it's filled. So dragging the hose all the way up, you know, we have a very hilly, you know, um, neighborhood, I should say, and, and home. So, um, and the third one was strolling. So stance, standing and strolling. And this means anything outside of a formal like walking routine. So like what you said, you know, going, you need to fill your water bottle. So get up and go get it, you know, or go get a bottle of water from the fridge or whatever it is. Um, shopping at the mall. How fun is that? Right. I, I can't use that excuse to Kevin because he's, you know, he's going to roll his eyes like, yeah, right. You're going to the mall to walk. He knows better that I'm headed there to spend money. But anyway, <laughs> but by the time people are 60, they have gone from being, you know, close to 10,000 steps a day down to 4,500 steps a day. So at that point, yes, the goal or the micro habit is 10,000 a day. And even if you add a hundred steps a week, then, you know, that will help propel you into that. Um, you know, you're not exercising, quote unquote, you're just, you know, doing your normal day routine. Right. So. Right. And that leads into the next one, which would be uh, using the stairs. You know, um, unfortunately, where I've moved here in Tennessee, almost everything is patio and flat. There are very few yeah. stairs. But when we do encounter them, uh, we always use the stairs. Uh, no escalators. Try not to use the elevator. If you, if you work in a building and you have several floors, use the stairs to go up and down. Um, always, always choose to use the stairs. Uh, when I'm at the airport, instead of using the, the standing walkway, you mm -hmm. know, I walk along with it. I go, I go up the stairs instead of the escalator. Yeah. And you know, one flight of stairs is equal to a hundred steps. That's so amazing. that's a quick way to really add yeah. in. And it, it's, it, if you've ever used a stair machine at a gym, yeah, you know how exhausting <laughs> it can be. That's exactly right. So just yeah, fifteen use minutes the natural stair machine. You know, ten at a time is easy. You know, yeah. Um, and ten flights of stairs is a half a mile. So the goal wow. is kind of to do ten flights of stairs a day if you can. Um, and again, sometimes you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get. I have to use the restroom. I'll use the one downstairs. Yeah, or out. all the way down the hallway. Yeah, right. and exactly. then downstairs. Yeah, exactly. But stairs, stairs are a, a great way to build in really exercise to just moving around during your day. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And 
we moved from a house that had three levels so our, our master bedroom was on the second floor <clears throat> right and my office was on the main floor kevin's office was in our basement and then that walked out to a pool so i would and tammy you know when she she was the one who gave me this idea she's like oh i need some more steps so she's walking laps around our pool which was 40 by 20 and I thought that's a great idea. Why have I not ever done that? So during COVID, when we were stuck, you know, it's like, all right, um, you know, it's too chilly to go out or whatever. And I, you know, walk around the pool and get those extra steps into. But going down all those stairs, I would sometimes have log like eighteen um, sets of stairs, you know, throughout my day. Right. And um, and that was just really just you know doing nothing <laughs> other than, you know, dishes, laundry that, you know, Oh, I forgot that that's in the basement, you know, and stuff. So, um, the next one is Samba. And this is the one that I really had, uh, hardest time wrapping my mind around it. But then once I figured out what it was, it was like, Oh, okay. This is all tied to music. Now this makes sense because it's movement generated by your body's natural rhythm. So, um, I'm one of those people that taps my toe at the concert and every concert we go to, you know, like during the CMAs, I check my Fitbit and I'd have like 15 to 18,000 steps from just tapping my toe, you know, to every song and every group that came in. Of course, that was from like seven till almost one in the morning, one thirty. you know, um, tapping your pencil, um, chewing gum. Um, one of the things he suggested was a singing as loud as you can. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, maybe in the shower, that's okay. But I don't normally just go around belting out, you know, Broadway tunes or anything. So, but using music to distract you from the discomfort, you know, and also to enhance your exercise or your activity, um, is the goal. And I have, I'm sure you have a playlist. I've got a, a weightlifting playlist. I've got a, um, you know, I've got playlists for everything, you know, depending on, okay, I need to just breathe and chill out. You know, I just need to, you know, get calm and centered again, or I just really want that fire, you know, in my ears as well to, you know, feel like, okay, I'm, I'm going to lift like, you know, a she boss today or whatever. So, um, but music also douses the flame. I didn't know this. And it can even decrease inflammation. So that's pretty powerful. And I know from teaching music, you know, and all the studies we did on the brain and um, my students would score higher if I played classical music seven to eight points higher on any tests that I gave them and while they were, you know, taking the test. Now this is stuff that they never listen to. It's usually Mozart and by classical music, I mean music from 1750 to 1825. Right. So, you know, all of those composers and, um, and a lot oftentimes, and I did this at independence here in, you know, 10 in Thompson station, Tennessee. And they were like, why is this music on? And it's like, because you are going to score seven to eight points higher. When you're taking your PSAT, that's a huge deal. When you're taking your ACT, that's a huge deal. And these kids were all about, you know, they had to score at least a 21.8 or whatever the district average was, you know, they had to at least score that or higher. So, um, yeah, and it, it just, you know, it, it activates that part of your brain, you know, that just helps amplify and, you know, and enhance that motion. So, right. um, and again, the heavier you are, the more calories you're going to burn, whether it is going up those stairs, you don't have to go fast, or whether you are dancing, you know, um, 
I love jazzercise. So that's one of the things I love to do and just put on 10 minutes of YouTube, you know, and just not work up a sweat. Well, sometimes, um, depending what it is, but you know, and I've got my favorite songs on that as well, but the target goal is, um, 90 minutes of music per day and to do one hour of dance per week. So just thinking of moving, you know, not necessarily doing dance steps or choreography, but, um, to all my students out there, yes, do the choreography <laughs> anyway. So I, 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 I just find it fascinating, you know, right. Right. And the last one is switch, right? Yes. We're going to switch from using um, power tools and accessories and things like that to doing things by hand, doing things the old fashioned way. Yeah. Uh, instead of using the blower on our front porch, we go out and use a broom and sweep up. Yeah. Rake the leaves by hand instead of, again, instead of using a blower, those things are great. But if our goal is to add movement in um, and to increase our, our body strength and mobility, doing, doing things the old-fashioned way can really help. And I, I find that, uh, you know, out on our property, whether it's, you know, trimming trees or, you know, yeah, we have a lawnmower. We have a riding lawnmower because we have a great big yard. But I have to walk the whole property before and pick up all the little sticks and get right. them out of the way. Yeah. And yeah. And you, you have 11 acres. So we're not talking like a normal yard yard. But even, no. you know, even doing that, even mowing your own yard, not having a yard service. Right. Time. Yeah. If, if instead of having a, uh, if you have a small yard, get just a regular push mower, you know, yeah. instead of one that, that is self-driving or, or have a self-drive, you know, one that's self-driving instead of having a riding lawnmower, those kind of things. Um, yeah. and instead of using power tools in the kitchen, you know, use, use the old fashioned egg beater, whatever it is. Yeah. Just. It, yeah, can it, opener it, by hand. <laughs> can opener by hand, exactly. And that's where um, I have to laugh, but just having a dog has yeah. has really <clears throat> changed the amount of um, exercise we get because dog on it, mm -hmm. she makes us, you know, get up and let her out and then right. let her back in, let her back out, let her back in, take right. her for a walk, you know. Yeah. And that's, it's enjoyable to take the dog for a walk and get out and um, you can use it as a reason or an excuse. I need to go take my dog for a walk so that they can get out and go to the bathroom. And you get out and breathe the fresh air and see the trees yeah. and hear the birds. And those are the kind of things, too, that help um, can help calm your brain and, and your nervous system. Yeah. And increase your mood and um, right, and right. to switch your surrounding. And I think that's that's a very important thing to not just stay in. You know, for me, I just I I can. It's hard for me to sit still, so I don't like staying just in my diva den. Um, you know, I like working in other places, so I'll take my laptop and sit out. You know, sit outside, sit on our porch. You know, that kind of thing. Too. Sure, yeah. but. Um, yeah, and I think the target goal, what was the target goal? I kind of forget. Um, I did not see a target goal for, for switching, just doing as much as you can okay. 
with your hands, with your feet. Yeah, you know. cleaning your own home. <laughs> right. Not yeah. not hiring that out as well. Yeah, and well, um, just, just doing things is there are labor saving devices, and then there are devices that actually make things uh, easier. And sometimes those labor saving devices don't save you any time. You know, an, an electric knife doesn't save you any time. It's, it's just, it, it's easier on your hands. Yeah, true. So. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with you know, opening a can of whatever, you know. Um, right. It takes me more time to get out my can opener to plug it in than it would to grab in the drawer and, you know, use the manual ones. So. Um, right. So, right. Sometimes so, it takes 25 minutes to set up the electric saw to make a, a cut you could have done. <laughs> in one minute with a handsaw right. yeah, exactly or, or yeah. a hand screwdriver you know I, yeah mm -hmm. i love the yeah. electric screwdrivers and stuff but uh, they don't uh, it can really work your forearms and your hands your hand strength doing yeah. things like that yeah exactly yeah and i like to switch things up and go in my piano room and play the piano you know same thing you know to keep that dexterity within my fingers and to keep you know all of those scales fluid still in my you know in my system and um and all that um what i want to say technical technique part of it you know so well we've shared a lot of things that people can already do to add activity to be you know perpetually in motion right. um I thought some of the things I'll share with you um, started because of this program. And one of my um, clients, who she then turned into a coach, she started um, a page with me, and it was for women that specifically, well, it was for anybody, but mostly we had women. We do have some men that join. But these are, you know, people that are at the beginning of their, you know, their stage. So of their weight loss and they wanted to add something in just to keep them from going crazy kind of a thing, you know, with not thinking about food, you know, you also have to train your mind not to, you know, to have a healthy habit of and a healthy relationship with food and not right. eating because you're bored, eating because you're tired, you know, eating because you're lonely. So she started a page and she did like, um, and I thought this was great. So here was the daily goal. Everybody, you know, to drink your water, make sure you got that in. And then you had to check in. And we set the goal for these ladies at the beginning. And it was like, do 10 jumping jacks, 10 sit-ups, 10 squats, 10 crunches, 10 planks, or not 10 planks, excuse me, a plank for 30 seconds, which, right. you know, if you were to do these now is I, you know, when I first started, I was really out of shape. Um, even though at school I was super active and I was teaching choreography to kids and I was always walking and I was, you know, I could easily get 14,000 steps a day at school, but that's a whole different thing than like going to jazzercise and working out, you know, or going to the gym or whatever. But then we also included 15 minutes of self-care and that was just a great, for me, a, a great stepping off place, you know. Um, so now that I, you know, I'm to my weight, I want to maintain it. You know, I try to walk first thing in the morning, 30 minutes. That's about two miles in our neighborhood and our neighborhood is up and down. So we get, you know, I get the, um, elevation change and I have my playlist, you know, um, I lift two times a week with my trainer. 
um, I make a point whenever my iWatch says, you know, you need to stand up to stand up and then go do something. I actually usually walk out of my office and it's like, okay, I'm going to get water or I take, um, Dolce to, you know, down around the neighborhood again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like you, I've, I, and we probably learned this from mom parking as far away from the building as possible. And sometimes it was so annoying as a child, <laughs> but mom had great, she, she left us with the legacy of great, you know, great habits with, you know, activity. And she'd walk two miles a day up until I think the day before she passed away or, you know, um, it was her entire life. So, um, and the other thing I try to remember is that it is just a journey and it's not something we're going to accomplish today or tomorrow. You know, I just want to try and go do the best thing that I can today, you know, or my schedule's rushed. So I'm going to have to not do this, but I'll do this instead, you know, and, um, I don't know that that's helped me. And then why don't you share what you do? And then I, I want to share about my grandkids because <laughs> that ties right in with this. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, when I get up in the morning, I've found I'm 65 now. And so stretching is no longer, uh, no longer an optional. Option. Yeah. It's I, mandatory. Great. So yeah. I, I do a lot of stretching. Um, and the exercise that I do now with weights is with kettlebells. Um, mm-hmm. I like them because yeah, super. They, include, they include a lot of, a lot of motion and it's a lot of core strength with, yeah. um, without doing a lot of joint damage. It, it, and it actually helps with stretching my ligaments and, and muscles. Yeah. So those are, that's what I do. I'll get up and uh, I try to get up and put in 15 minutes before I, I get ready for my day. And then, um, one thing that has made people laugh is, uh, uh, I still drive trucks and I'll get out of my truck and then have to walk to the back, uh, to mm-hmm. roll the tarp or unroll the tar- tarp and I'll do lunges on the way up and the way back. You know, oh, so good it's for like, you. It's like four or five lunges or six lunges <laughs> to the back and six back up. It, people are like, uh, that is the goofiest looking thing I've ever seen. So, <laughs> Oh, well, well, sometimes you just have to have to accept that you're going to do things that are are going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Laura will have me do lunges up to like around halfway around our cul-de-sac. And at the first time I did, I was so embarrassed because I thought, oh, I hope nobody's looking out their window. But she makes all of her clients do that, you know. Sure. And um, so then it was like, OK, I can do this. Who cares what they think anyway? So, right. Um, No, I know with, you know, the best part about for me losing weight and, you know, getting in shape and being in better physical condition is being able to play with my grandkids. And that's usually a a huge motivator for many of my clients. They'll tell me that, you know, they're expecting a baby, they're 60 pounds overweight. They just want to be able to get on the floor or get up off of the floor, you know, and play with their grandkids. And so I, you know, I've been able to do all of that. And, um, my kid grandkids are now seven, six, five, and three. So we do all sorts of activity, but as they were growing up, I remember 
one horrifying moment. Here goes Hudson with Harrison, and he was like four, and Harrison would have been two. And they have on their helmets, and they're strapped in this razor, you know, like an electric, um, it looks like an electric four-wheeler. Well, he's going, you know, hell-bent for election, and, and here's the stop sign, and it's a busy street. And I am literally sprinting after them, looking like the crazy guy. <laughs> they call me Mimi. I was just like, stop, stop, you know. And, of course, he's such a rule follower. He gets to the stop sign, and he stops. You know, he's like kind of like, what is wrong? You know, why are you doing this? But we love to throw the football, throw any kind of a ball. Um, they love to race me, which is always fun because I, I just purposely let them win. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Um, but they are super fast and um, we love to run. And of course, sledding, you know, playing in the snow. We're just outside every time I get to, you know, be an Elkhorn and babysit them. It's just like, no, we're not watching TV. No, no, get, you know, there's no screen time until after dinner. And then maybe we can do 30 minutes or whatever. You can watch a movie, right. etc. Um, and then with Sirsha, she lives here in town. So she, she spent the first week of June with me to go to Bible school. And that translated to every afternoon, we were four to five hours out in our pool. Well, you know, and I'm helping her. She's, she's trying to perfect, she's in gymnastics. So she's trying to perfect perfect a walkover, you know, um, in the front, you know, going on her hands in the front. So we did it on our little steps into the pool and then she'd do it in the back. And then she decided, and she's very creative, just like her dad <laughs> to make up all these games. So then it was, we have these little bar stools that weigh 50 pounds and she's underwater, just like a bulldozer moving those bar stools. And she had them, you know, three in a row, kind of like, um, tic-tac-toe or whatever, you know, and she'd stand on one and then she'd prop her hands on the second one. And then the third one is where she needed to land her feet. Well, after doing this all week, of course, then she comes, you know, she's in my bedroom. She's like, look, Mimi. And she did one perfectly on our carpet and she'd never been able to do that. She couldn't pull herself back up after she landed her feet and she's six, you know, and then the rest of the time she's jumping off our waterfalls. So we have, don't have a um, diving board. But all the kids have figured that out, even Ryan had, and it's it's huge and it's extremely stable because Ryan's, you know, six four, what two, I don't know, two ten probably. Um, but they all love to jump off of there. But it's then it turned into a game of okay, Mimi, now hold the green, you know, little ring, and I went right here, no, over a little bit, no, back a little bit, you know, and I'm treading water the whole time, and then it's like let go. She didn't want me touching it. <laughs> Well, four hours of all of this, you know, and I was just, I, you know, it's like, okay, we need to take a snack break because I need some water, first of all, you know, and I need a fueling, you know, but, um, but I can do it. And that's the main thing, you know, it's like so much fun. And they just look at me with stars in their eyes. Like, you know, in fact, the last day Saoirse cried when we came in from the pool and she's like, I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, these are happy tears. She says, I'm just thanking God that I can be here. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, because you know, you want your kids to have good memories of you. Right. And our grandparents were so much older, you know, than we were. We really never got a chance to really get to know any of them except our grandmama in South Carolina. And um, so anyway, that's been super important to me. But so I don't know if you have anything to add before we close. No, that's, uh, you know, I think this has been an important subject and being able to just being mindful about I'm going to do 
do some things that are extra or different than the way I'm norm I normally do them uh, can make a huge difference in your life. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree 100%. <clears throat> It's so, starting small, starting small. Nobody yeah. gets the suntan in one day. Yeah. Just a little bit at a time. Right. Yeah, I remember at um, one of our conventions, Dr. A was asked by like an 80-year-old woman who had lost her weight. She wanted to get in shape, and she asked him, what should I do? And he's like, "Do um, stand next to a wall, do a push-up off the wall, and do one a day. And when you feel like, okay, that's easy, then add two. And he said, would you believe she's up to 100 pounds? And he brought her out. And she was this, this ripped, you know, granny. It was just, it was like standing ovation. We're like, oh, my gosh, good for you. You know, so that's right. what I want to be when I get to be, you know, old. Because <laughs> you're only as old as you feel, right? That's right. Just uh, so just so you know, uh, later this month, uh, going back. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. Go back to Colorado. Uh, my middle son still lives there. And he started several years ago wanting to hike up over the Continental Divide uh, yeah. with a group of guys and invited me to go with him. So I get to go with him and his buds and uh, hike up over the Continental Divide. You know, it's usually about 12,000, 12,500 yeah. feet, you know, when you get Amazing. Up there. Yeah, and so and then you got to come down, <laughs> right, right, right. But it's not um, it's not something I can't do, and the, it's more than just the it's more than just the the accomplishment of going up over, but it's being able to spend that time yeah with with people. You know, it's yeah. it's all it's it's not you know it's. It's nice being able to wear a pair of pants and brag that you were the pair of yeah. pants that I had in or high your school. high school weight. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the real important thing is the quality of life that I have is yeah. so high. You know, if if somebody says, hey, do you want to go do this? We go do that. Yeah, Pretty exactly. Much. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So, and, I don't have, and I don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, am I going to suffer for a week after right or pass um, out or yeah right or or are we gonna have to call the amb ambulance after we get done with this yeah so. yeah ryan had asked me <clears throat> same thing you know when you are uh, when your children are adults getting to spend quality time with them alone is it's golden you know and yeah. i totally understand that because that's one-on-one -on -one time as well that you get with reed as well as his other buddies and right. his SWAT friends, all of his police friends, you know, and, um, but Ryan had asked me to get my scuba certification. And I was like, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the first thing I did, you know, after I retired and it has been so fun to, we've scoop, you know, dived mostly in Cabo, but we did dive in Cancun and, um, it, you know, what a great experience that was just mind blowing to be underwater and realize that, you know, the majority of the world is literally underwater <laughs> in the ocean and not above land, you know, right. but you're right. Just that fellowship of getting to do it and planning it. And, um, and we've done some practice dives here to make sure that we know, you know, you have to stay certified. It's a lot like flying. You can't just get your pilot's license and then never fly again. Well, you can, but if you want to, you know, 
be good at what you do, you, you have to practice. So that's been one of my, one of my God, you know, um, kismet moments, I'm going to say. And, um, yeah, super sweet. So, and we are talking to the grandkids about, okay, so Saoirse, when you get to BRHG, are you going to scoot dive with us, Hudson? Are you going to scoot dive with us? I don't know, Mimi, it looks scary. Well, it's not. Once you learn how, you know, and same thing, you know, one day at a time. So, right. <clears throat> well, I want to thank you so much, Bill, because you've just brought so much good perspective. And I know you work with your clients as well, um, you know, to help add motion into their lives. And um, I don't think I can say I've had, there's one other example of anything that I've shared with my clients other than what, you know, we've already talked about. So, um, Thank you for joining me on Crucible. And I know people have, this is a huge crucible in their health journey is to get active. And so I just really hope and pray that this encourages people to, to want to get up off of their you know chair and go walk or, you know, enjoy life and have a better, as you said, you know, quality of life. So. Right. right. Well, thank you very much, Mary Lee, for including me. And, you know, I really appreciate all that you've done for me as my health coach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You are super easy to coach. You're just like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're just compliant and okay. And, and you stuck with it. And you've, you know, you've read the book, read the materials. You've changed your whole mindset. You know, that that is the hardest piece, I think, in any kind of a, yeah. Um, and it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle as you and I are, hopefully are showing, you know, the world. So, um, yeah. And if anybody's ready to jump in, you know, to their health journey, um, you can contact me at eightinhandhealthcoaching.com. Um, you can find William Perry, um, on Facebook and I'm on Facebook as well. Mary Lee Eightenhand. Um, so yeah, let's join the journey and, and join that health revolution here that we need in the United States. That's so. right. Thank you. God bless and follow your dreams, everybody. <laughs> Most God important thing I can say. Yeah, God bless, son. This income testimonial is not representative of the average earnings that coaches achieve with Optavia. Only a very small number of coaches will achieve income that is within the range of this testimonial. Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results only from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Please see the Optavia Income Disclosure Statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. In a clinical study, the group on the Optimal Weight 5-in-1 plan lost 10 times more weight than the self-directed group. Average weight loss for clients on the Optimal Weight 5-in-1 plan is 12 pounds. References include Dr. A's Habits of Health book by Wayne Scott Anderson, Your Life book by Wayne Scott Anderson, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Diethmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner Klemp, Lifelong Transformation, One Healthy Habit at a Time, Optimal Weight, 5 in 1 Plan, Optimal Weight, 3 in 3 Plan, Optavia, The Four Components of Our System, Optavia Coach, the Habits of Health Transformational System, Your Life Book by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson.